shocked you're not bringing this up. What Jesus, do you want we, me to say? We could do 45 minutes. Well, you, you mean technically, do you want courts deciding who can run for office? This is straight out of the mystery. So you're all in favor of what the what the court I didn't did. I I didn't say I'm pro or con. I just think it's right for discussion. Well, it, we tried it here. <laughs> it didn't, didn't go anywhere. If you're not ready, let's not do it. It sounds like you're not ready. Oh, I read it. I'm ready. I just think it helps him I tremendously. I don't think you're ready. It boosts his victimhood status. Will you, will you come back to school tomorrow prepared? With the lesson plan Joe, I have given you. We're not angry, we're disappointed. We're gonna have what? a quick quiz today. No, what else? What did we do, do wrong? Do Since we're not gonna talk this. about Colorado, what else? Well, no, you, you know what then? <laughs> Let's talk about Colorado. <sighs> Pure pressure. Um, they apparently um, believe he incited an insurrection. And he continues, of course, to deny that. Let's not do it off the air. What else do you want? What else? Oh, well, we have list? shots in North Minneapolis that hit a daycare center. That's pretty low right around Christmas. You get the kid ducking bullets at the daycare. Shots fired. We got a study that blames flight from Democratic-led cities on climate change. We, we have... Uh, the Chicago schools are ending all advanced classes in the interest of equity, so everybody can be just as stupid as the next kid. <laughs> We've got uh, a guaranteed income pro uh, pro uh, program in St. Paul that has some problems. Um, I've got some great emails. Uh, would you like to know what I think? GM. Buick dealers are are folding or closing their doors rather than accept. GM's mandate for them to sell electric cars. They're just saying, okay, buy me out then. And GM has had to buy out a lot of oh. Buick dealerships. Oh, oh, really? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's fascinating. Mm -hmm. What state did the, was this? The we got a new Kamala Harris word salad that I guess I haven't heard, but I guess it's fabulous. Flight from Demo Cities. Climate change. Where'd we you find a, that story? Uh, Kelsey alerted it to me. It's on Breitbart. Okay. I also have a progressive Dem who defunded Austin police is requesting police patrols at home. <laughs> is that irony? That. Or That's irony. That's hypocrisy. Irony. Ironic hypocrisy. Where's Trump being left off the ballot? Colorado. You guys say Colorado. Remember that video? Oh, no, I don't. No, no, you guys don't pay attention to anything, do you? Was well, that our show? Mm -mm. Well, then why would I know it? Chris, am I doing anything today? Kenny, you sure are. Kenny, I watched uh, season one, episode one of Reacher. And as, as true as it might be to the concept of the books, I probably don't need to watch it. Every episode's going to be the same. Reacher's going to beat the shit out of somebody. He's get to the. He's gonna get to the. It's it's based on the Killing Floor, one of Lee Lee Child's novels. What Joe is trying to say is he does not believe in fun. No, it's not that. It's, it's just. It's, it's. I thought it was fun, but I, I agree with. I mean, like Kenny said, you know, it's not exactly cinematic, you know, artistry, but 
but it's oh, and fun. you can see it all fun. coming. He's gonna he's gonna bang the hell out of that female cop. And, well, uh, you know, oh, the only counsel. the I only know. thing I can argue with you I about know. is you eagerly read his books, and that's exactly what his books are. But you won't watch Boom. the. Well, I've stopped reading the books. He's just he's he's going through the motions now and letting his kid do it. He's a cliche. Yeah. I enjoyed yeah. the books. It was a fun concept, yeah. and 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 I think the movies are true to that concept. He's a big guy who is on his own. He travels with a toothbrush. I, I get the whole thing, but every episode is going to be the same. So, last night I switched over to the Wild in time to see a wonderful ending. Wasn't that great? You know God what? Almighty. Yeah. The last. You know what I did? The last period. Yeah. Because I'm a genius. Uh, when it ended in a tie, yeah. I said. They're gonna lose. Yeah. I went to bed and I missed it because <laughs> oh, no. I'm so 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 smart. And the commie had a classic commie goal, yeah. didn't he? Oh my yeah, god, that was nice. He has got the quickest release. Of I know anybody. You yeah. were mad at him though. Well, the commies had a poor first three months of the season, huh. or two and a half months. Somebody said to him, uh, maybe between the first and the second, uh, "We need you. We yeah. need you bad. Please show up." Uh, what do I have, Chris? And, and why Flurry am I echoing? Was standing on his head all night. Mm -hmm. Kenny, from you today, I just need Maple Grove lock. Is he three Steve. victories away from a thousand? He's victories? closing in on Patrick Roy. Thousand victories? Uh, I don't know if it's a thousand. He still gets too far out of the. Oh, his yeah, he does off. leave the crease. Or as a girl that I worked with in radio in Mankato called him Patrick Roy. Yes. Oh, good old Roy. Yeah. <laughs> Not to be confused with Canadian singer Bruce Cockburn, as the girl right. on Cities 97 said, which killed me. That'd be cool. Hey, that hey. must have been an inside joke then, because we always called him that when I worked at that station. Um, <laughs> David Freiberger from uh, Roadkill Garage was in Moorhead picking up a car, mm -hmm. and he hey. referred to Moorhead as like Moore's Head. Moore's head. Moore's head. We're in Moore's Head, Minnesota. Moore's Head. Minnesota. Moore's head. Yeah. The other, uh, the other city's ninety-seven one was Tab Benoit, which is spelled B-E-N-O-T. <laughs> Tab Benoit. Yeah, Benoit. Here's yeah. the latest from Tab Benoit. No, <laughs> wrong. <laughs> the uh, Shohei Otani snafu from last week was also uh, a host on that station. Was that well, part of this? I don't know what. Um, she called him <clears throat> Shania Owatani. Shania Owatani. Chai Chai Rodriguez, a female chai host chai. on that station. I can't believe, and it was it was this, you know, coming out of the song. Okay, that's uh, Ed Sheeran, and oh my gosh, you guys, like, I can't believe that, like, this guy, he's like a pitcher, and like, his name is Shai like Owat. I'm, I'm, you're mimicking you what I heard. I see. His name is Shawai Owatani, and he's going to make 700 million. Like, that's so much money. Here's Ed Sheeran. That was on the radio. Yeah. Today? A couple of weeks, whenever. On locally? Yep. On Mark this, in Andrew building? Fleury. No, in, in this market, though. Mm -hmm. Mark Andrew Fleury has 549. Where did I get? Oh, maybe a 1,000 games? Mm -hmm. What am I thinking of? I don't know, but Patrick Rua has 551, so he's closing in. He needs to be retired. And Martin, I'm sorry Brodeur. to be the stick in the mud here. Oh, Flurry? Yes. He needs to. Wow, you're out of your mind. He uh, needs to sit down. 
Well, he he was uh, he might as well have been twenty two years old last yeah, that's night. One out of twenty games. Joe, he he's plays. three games shy of games played. Nine. That's what I thought. Joe, he is inconsistent. Yeah, aren't, aren't we all? Yes. Well, <laughs> if you're going to put it that way, you know who's not? Shawai Awatnai. Shawai Awatnai. Yep. Now pitching? Shawai Awatnai. How dumb are those idiots? They in, don't even have a DH. In 2014 15, <laughs> when he was playing for Pittsburgh, he had cup, 10 shutouts. Yeah. I don't know That's if you know this, lot. Matt, but he had a pretty good career. Since 2003 is when he started. Sit down. Uh, born his, in, I think his wife is an Indian. A Canadian mm, native, I think. Uh, a Canadian American native. Look at person. the clock. My goodness. Frappolini's <laughs> Hardware and Garden Stores. <laughs> That's Kenny's cue for let's get yeah. this. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys think? You guys, Kenny was right. There's nothing we can say about the flag that's going to change anything. Do you want to just, I'm going to go real, no flag talk uh, unless I get a good email about it or something. But the flag yeah. thing is done. It's yeah. uh, it's pathetic, but so is this state. Well, it's just, well, it's just part of the fact that we have no say in what happens here. Mm -hmm. But, yeah. You I will agree. be told how the flag will look. We will tell you what you think. Joe, are you ready? I am. Rolling. Fratelloni's Hardware and Garden Stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1213 as we bear down on Christmas. December 20, 2023. 51 degrees on this day in 1967, and I remember that day. And 24 below on this day in 1916, I don't remember that day. Hail mm. the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic with Chris Reavers manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushir. Uh, do we have time where's the fanfare music here it is i have it we're going to welcome a new gler to town oh carrie clatt moran oh hi carrie oh. Uh, has had a child uh she and her husband have had their second child earlier this week i got the foghorn ready you don't have to really that's why she got the fanfare her name Boy, is oh. Girl, a girl. Okay. I was getting to that. Okay. Her name is Josephine Elizabeth. Well, you can't. That, that that's not. No, Josephine's a wonderful name. Josephine Elizabeth, oh, uh, named uh, after the mayor. Well, I think Josephine Elizabeth. Well, but you Your know, middle name is Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. And she notes that we're both doing well. Merry doing well. Merry Christmas to all of you, Carrie. Wonderful. Congratulations. Congratulations. Yeah, so Congratulations. a new GLer in town. Mm -hmm. A little bundle of joy. Mm -hmm. Just in time for Christmas. Isn't that sweet? That is You nice. can stick that little kid in a in a stocking and hang yes. it. Hang yes. it up I got one of those. Right by the chimney with care. Those make great pictures. When you stick mm -hmm. the infant in a stocking and then nail it to the hearth. We've got one of the little guy 
on the dinner plate, you know, oh, yeah. with like the, all the fixings oh, around right, him. On the, right. Yeah, that one's a neat one. I, I have See? a lot of wonderful emails, and I, I occasionally like to uh, uh, Willard Anger Claus. See, he was playing a little Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, okay. There. He said, uh, Merry Christmas to you guys. I presume you will be off next week. No, we're not. Uh, Willard, we're we're off Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. Yes, sir. But we're going to be back next Thursday and Friday for live shows to take GL into the new year. Isn't that correct? Yes, yes. And we got a note from our uh, an atheist fan of ours, Rob, who writes: uh, "I was listening to the December nineteenth podcast, and you guys were discussing that narcissistic cheese puff who swore in for the school board role on a stack of banned books." Remember out in Philly, yeah, or sure. Virginia? Yep. You wondered what an atheist might use in that situation. I can only speak for myself, but if I were ever in that situation, my choice would be easy. A copy of the U.S. Constitution. Oh, nice. A document I hold dear to my heart and one that has stood the test of time in spite of ourselves. Also, a point of clarification. I would not use the Bible not because of disdain for it, quite the contrary. I would not want to be accused of hypocrisy, and I would deem it disrespectful to people of faith. Most of the folks I know as believers are wonderful and kind people. And as a fun side note, as a fellow drummer, I thought you might think this is cool. Look up Nandy Bushell. I know who he's talking about. She's a teenager. She got into a drum challenge with Dave Grohl and just took him to school. Oh, wow. Just a little kid, and she's fantastic. Well, she didn't take him to school, but, yeah, they're buddies. Uh, Yeah. Well, she she was right along with him. She's she's very good. She's damn good. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah. And then he uh, concludes, uh, I hope you all have a very happy Christmas and savor the Grunhofer meats you will undoubtedly be enjoying. Cheers, your atheist friend, Rob. Okay, Joe. I was this swearing on the Constitution is probably the best idea I have ever heard. Yeah. And I was going to suggest that he should run for office right up until he said, I'm a drummer. And then now I, yeah, I cannot support him. Sorry, Rob. That's a good point, Kenny. Good point. <laughs> I having a little fun with Rob. Do you have, uh... <laughs> yeah. 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 I, I, yeah. I, okay, Kenny. Okay. okay. <laughs> Uh, Chris, do you have the audio of uh, Representative Sandra Feist, which we played the other day in reference to her authoring a bill uh, placing female menstrual products in all school bathrooms, male or female? I have a note uh, from Jim who writes, talk me off the ledge here. I just finished the. Uh, by the way, remember the woman yesterday who said, "I listen to every single podcast." <laughs> Have you guys seen that flag? Looks like the Somali flag. Hey now, she she emailed me today and said, "I knew you guys would be crap yeah. for that." <laughs> but I listened to the yesterday's podcast this morning. Uh, Jim writes, please talk me off the ledge here. Just finished the December 18 podcast, and I have a question regarding the menstruation portion of the discussion. If you fast forward to 1213, I guess that means what, 1213 of the show? It has to be. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Well, we don't have to do that. We can just listen to Sandra, can't we? Yeah. Uh, If you fast forward to 1213 and listen to Sandra Feist's words for approximately five seconds, does she intimate that the word female will be obsolete, or is she referring to something else? If and only if I heard that correctly, 
that comment has to be in the discussion. Everything else you covered on the show regarding the products is a distant second to that topic. Yeah. Please listen and tell me what you think. I will gladly, I will gladly stand corrected. Jim Wolf, I think he's our I, fellow that uh, came up with Sensum's razor. Joe, I think Jim's right. I think he's right on. Uh, do you have it, Chris? Well, that's why we're going to replay it. Yeah, what are yeah. we listening for? We're listening for her to say... It's kind of an, an aside almost. Right. Like she's saying, well, it's going to happen. And this is a woman who is a uh, legislator from what? The northern area of town? The northern suburbs? Something. I forget that. where she's Whatever. from. Sandra Feist, F-E-I-S-T. Let's hear what she said. I would encourage uh, the community to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons, um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, right there. all students who menstruate Stop. are female. Right there. Stop. Start it over. I would encourage uh, the community to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons, um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students hey. who menstruate are female. I don't know what that um, means. I think she may have meant the bathrooms. <clears throat> The, the male female bathrooms. The female I, bathrooms will become obsolete. Yeah, but that's she my, the word yeah. That's what you know. What it's really hard to pay attention when you're counting the times. How many times she says um? She's a very poor public yeah, speaker. She talks way too fast for yeah, a representative. She's just a failed academy product. Uh, I would I would rule if Jim's looking for a ruling. I have to agree with John. I think I I think. We'll do it one more time, but I think what she's implying is that in her worldview, there would be no such thing as a female-only bathroom. Yeah. Got it. I would encourage uh, the community to vote no on this amendment um, for a few reasons. Um, practical, financial, social, emotional. Um, first, uh, there are a lot of schools that are moving towards gender-neutral bathrooms. And if we add female, we might become obsolete very quickly. Um, second, not all students. But she does say vaccine. we might become yeah. obsolete very yeah. quickly, which would imply females might become obsolete. But let's not complicate it. I think she's just, uh, again, she's a mysterian who's ideologically just a fool. And she she apparently envisions a future in which there would be no uh, male or female bathrooms. Yeah, and by we, uh, my takeaway was she was referring to Minnesota. Yeah. And you in the back? Isn't the much, much, much larger issue that, what do we have? The lowest test scores in the history of the state. Mm -hmm. Kids aren't reading at grade level at what, 60%, I believe, right now in, yeah. the, in, in the metro area? Yeah. And this is what we're worried about? Well, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Chris, facts don't matter. That's true. You, you, sh you in the back, shut up. Facts don't matter. Got it. Well, let, let's keep with the audio because I believe we have a new Kamala Harris word festival. We sure do, Joe. Yeah. Uh, Kelsey's convinced that this woman is constantly high. Just God. baked off her just, ass. She's just constantly well, baked. You know what? That's okay. She is baked. But there's yes. a local. So we should think person. about. Joe, we should think about her the same way we hold Snoop dear or Willie Nelson dear to, or Cheech and Chong. Ah, they're good guys. They're just high all the time. 
Yeah, but they can't hurt me the way she could. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. I love the Snoop. Yeah, yeah. Did the Snoop pull one of the greatest fast it's ones? The best ever marketing gimmick when ever. he said, "I'm going smokeless." Yes. Yeah, yeah. It was he brilliant. Was, he was referring to solo stoves. It was brilliant. Absolutely brilliant marketing. Uh, in any event, Kelsey, who thinks Kamala is constantly just baked out of her mind, <laughs> she. Uh, she has served up another doozy, and uh, Chris, I haven't heard it, but I trust that I don't even need to hear them. I know I will hear a doozy. She was Do a, we know the context? Yeah, she was on the last word with, oh, shoot, I can't read the guy's name, but I, you guys would know. A radio what, show? No, it's a television show on MSNBC. Oh. Here's 45 seconds of Vice President Harris explaining why. Our freedoms are all And this at is stake. yesterday, right? This was yesterday. The Correct. last word was Lawrence O'Donnell. Thank okay. You. you know, every election cycle, we talk about this is the most election of our lifetime. Lawrence, this one is. This one is. We are literally talking about people who are attempting to divide our country Man. in the most crude, frankly, and profound way. We are talking about those who are intent and purposeful to, to attack fundamental freedoms, be it the freedom to make a decision about your own body, the freedom to love who you love openly and with pride, the freedom to be free from fear of violence and hate, the freedom to just be, the freedom to just be. The New York Post says Kamala Harris serves up another word salad for the most election of our lifetime. Joe, I'm reading here, transcript. She goes on to say, uh, this bowl is fried. Could we repack this and put some new bong water in, please? Got it. She sounded so baked there that she was falling asleep. Mm -hmm. uh, motion to introduce every Kamala Harris uh, soundbite then with the beginning of this. <laughs> That's what she's feeling. I wish uh, this is the most election of our life. I wish we could play. We don't need another the, adjective. No. I wish we could play hits from the bong because that would be perfect music to bring her on every day. Wouldn't it? Hits from the bong. I think the kids. I think kids deserve the right to be free of violence. And we've got a situation in Minneapolis where we got the gunshots fired at a daycare center. Yeah, you got the kids in there. They're drawing on the, yep. they, you know, making their stick figures. They're, they're making candy the cane feet. for take oh. home to mom. And all of a sudden, kids no. hit the floor. Not, hit not the only, floor. Not only that, I hope you have the other detail of what was going on, right? Well, it happened at the there? New Horizon Daycare near the intersection of 34th and Penn. Mm -hmm. uh, Police Chief O'Hara told reporters it happened around 5:15 p.m. and that a number of children had left a room to go visit Santa uh -huh. when bullets went into the building. That's oh, correct. They're meeting Santa. They're meeting Santa, and uh, we find this uh, most concerning. Speaking uh, of think baked we off do. his ass. Police Santa. say no one was injured, but the chief called what happened deeply concerning. Wow. I, I think you are correct, chief. It's deeply concerning. You know, the kids are at uh, the kids are at daycare. What the hell? Yeah, leave them alone. Let them let them play their toys. Now, and Kelsey Kelsey noted something else. Boy, I just have a lot of material today. Kelsey noted something else. He remembered something else. You'll recall we've we've uh, uh, given thumbs down to this fifty-five-year-old nutcase in Canada 
who wanted to swim with the gals yep. and then yep. change in their dressing room. Do you remember John Grunseth? How times yes. have oh, changed. Oh, yeah. Right. Yeah. How I times do, yeah. have changed. Yep. Uh, on October 14th, 1990, public allegations of sexual misconduct were made against Grunseth. And this dates back to on July 4, 1981, Grunseth held a pool party at his house. It was alleged that his daughter entered the pool naked and Grunseth joined her also in his birthday suit. When two of his daughter's friends refused to swim naked, Grunseth attempted to tear off their swimsuits. Is that proper protocol? No. Nine years later, the girls, uh, Elizabeth Moulet and Leanne Nelson, now adults, levied accusations against Grunseth with two other women. Lisa Hare and Heather Charles corroborated. Grunseth denied the allegations, but they severely damaged his candidacy. Nine party attendees submitted affidavits stating they had witnessed nude swimming. Two members of the rock band that performed at the party that evening remember seeing the man and a teenage girl swimming without their clothes on. After the scandal, he lost his job at Eagle Lab, where he was the <coughs> vice president of public affairs, and he now lives and runs a cherry growing operation in Australia. Really? Yes. <clears throat> well, he probably landed on his feet. But that I think Did. that that compelled Arnie to re-enter the race, I think. Yes, he was the right in. Yeah. Arnie was the right in. Didn't he win? Yes, he beat uh Rudy. Yep. Your guy Rudy. Didn't he use the George Costanza line? Is that wrong? Was that wrong? <laughs> I, I, I'm not sure. Was that well, wrong? Well, here's, here's, the, here, here's the question for today. If in uh, 1981, he in fact attempted to uh, disrobe two minors, uh, would that still be a crime today? In other words, what if the 55-year-old fruitcake in Canada not only was swimming with the gals, but attempted to take their suits off. Can we still have faith that he would have been arrested? Yeah. I, would hope, I would certainly hope so. Yeah, I would I would hope so. Because that's 12 and 13-year-olds? Yeah. So that I this, this Grunseth thing, now that I'm being reminded of it, was far more serious than I remember it being. Mm, yes. I remember people were singing, Although, Ooh, Mr. Grunseth. Given the state of of where we're at, would we go to lengths to pr protect the 50 year old swimmer because he identifies with the certain, well, there would be team? a faction of people today who would back then. Uh, you couldn't have found anybody. To no, defend. but your question was, would we I, arrest this guy? I, I I'm hoping we would have, but apparently in 1981, the two girls who were just 12 and 13 at the time. They, they might've told their parents, but their parents probably didn't even do anything. I remember it was until they got so. adults that they they came and said, mm. "Wouldn't yeah?" Matter. It was late eighties. I, I I remember everybody being outraged. Well, good, but uh, I have a note from a fellow in Canada, a listener in Canada, Darian, who writes, "Hello, Garage Logic. I've been listening to you guys for a while now since Garage Logic was mentioned by Sheriff Bob Fletcher on Live on Patrol." I'm a young adult, 27-year-old male living out of Calgary, Alberta. I went on the Freedom Convoy straight to the Capitol, driving 2,175 miles one way. 
I lost my job because of the medical choices I made that, quite frankly, should not have been any business of my employer to begin with, let alone the restaurants, gyms, and other establishments that I was barred from, even though a year prior I was labeled a hero for being a delivery driver and working on the front lines, as they called it. I went from hero to zero very quickly. He's obviously talking about the COVID period. I just may have to hit up Precision Garage Door and see if they have a job for me because things just keep getting worse up here and it's difficult to find work, let alone a, re- let alone a reason to build my life up here. Garage Logic, along with Live on Patrol and other YouTubers from Minnesota, it sounds like a place I'd like to live even with the terrible government. It's just not that much better up here except for my provincial leader, who is Danielle Smith. She is a keeper of common sense. And when asked by the media if she was going to stay up to date on her booster, she said that is between me and my doctor. To dismantle the Freedom Convoy, the federal government used the Emergency Act. Never, I never used War Measures Act, which gave them powers that were only meant to be used in the worst possible scenario. They used it to freeze people's bank accounts, some that were just a mother donating to the cause. The CBC publicly funded media shared leaked names of people that donated to the Freedom Convoy. Tamara Litch, a 50-year-old native mother, is facing 10 years in prison. She has already spent weeks in jail for being an organizer in one of the most peaceful protests that have happened in history. She was in jail before even being found guilty of a crime and has been in a court case that has lasted over a month and is ongoing as we speak. Meanwhile, police officers and citizens are murdered by violent offenders allowed on bail or parole. The reason I say all this is, does that sound familiar to you? I've been paying close attention to what's happening in your state. The interesting part is that the exact same things that happened there have either happened here already or are currently happening as we speak. That 55-year-old male uh, who was in the changing room with children, it doesn't seem like they are making a joke out of it whatsoever. Here's a video show him showing him running from rebel news reporters last week. He is shouting, please protect me from these people. In other words, the 55-year-old nutcase uh, said, please help me from these people, meaning probably parents who were chasing this right. idiot. He is clearly suffering from mental illness, which these institutions are promoting. They have now put up signs and the uh, latest uh, and the latest event saying no media allowed when these signs have never been there before. Instead of protecting the children, they are protecting one single male who shouldn't have any problem changing in a room that has the same genitals as them. But even if they have a problem, it's the kids who are most vulnerable and their safety matters most. You recently mentioned Chinese police stations being in the U.S. In Canada, we've known about them operating here for quite some time, but we've heard nothing about them recently. The last thing that was said is the RCMP, the federal police force, is investigating. Months later, there is strong evidence that China has an influence on many politicians in the last two federal elections. This is just a small snippet of what's going on here. So I say we should both, as United States and Canada, look what's happening on either side because both of our countries have the exact same thing happening. To say this is planned by some outside source I don't think would be a conspiracy theory when all the Western countries are seeing the exact same thing happening to them. I could go on and give more information on the convoy and the utter nonsense that's going on up north, but I think you get the point. 
I really wish I had the answer on how to fix this mess because some of you have mentioned that if this is it, is it over? Have we lost? I don't think so, but who knows when this will end. If you look at the polls for the next federal election in Canada, the tides are shifting. We have predictions stating that the conservatives would have a 100 seat, 170 seat majority government. This party is still not the end all be all, but it's a step in the right direction. And I hope we can gain some common sense. Uh, anyways, that's all. Thank you for all you do and hail the flashlight king. Please explain that to me because even though I've been listening for over a year, I have no idea what that means. Your Canadian listener, Darian. Uh, hail the flashlight king stems from a time when I, uh, well, I still am an avid uh, owner and collector of flashlights, but I think it mostly stems from the time we had a power outage in town for about five days and I, uh, I rented flashlights to my kids. They, it was old they, family. They had to pay to use a flashlight, and then there was a return time that had to be. And didn't they have to declare hey, the, the salutation? And when they approached me, they yes. had to say, hail the flashlight king, may I rent a flashlight? <laughs> and then I would arrange to. Uh, right. right. Was there a deposit? Yes. The refundable deposit? a $5 deposit for each rental. How do you address Darian's um, want to move to Minnesota? Darian, I don't think you'd be better off here except for one thing. Precision Garage Door is hiring. There we go. Uh, see? You're the right age group. You sound like a, a, an intelligent fellow. You sound like you would enjoy this outfit. Use us, Darian. Tell them, tell Precision Garage Door you heard all about us, uh, all about them. And if you get hired, Joe will go along with you on your first uh, install. No, I, I won't do that. Oh. He, he would not need me to do that. Precision <laughs> Garage Door, the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin, is hiring. They're hiring garage door technicians. They're making up to 90K a year. Garage door installers, fifth, more than 50K a year. They, they need help running their warehouse inventory. The salary is based on experience. Come on down, Darian. These are good people. They're an equal opportunity employer, and their employees stay because they appreciate and compensate electric work. These guys don't charge more for weekend visits. They inform you of the whole time they're there via text or if you just want to hang around with them, and they do everything from top to bottom, including new garage doors. That's precision precisiondoormn.com. PrecisionDoorMN.com or call and meet them to see if you're a good fit. Mm -hmm. uh, fit. Good fit. 612-263-6985. Now we got to get something in before Joel. Oh, it's still early. You, um, you move pretty fast in that segment. Yeah. What's twelve thirty? What are you? Are you being no, facetious? No, I mean from topic to topic. Oh yeah, no, I just got through some emails. That's all. We uh, we, we have, have a story, but that's we had a great story. We could have slipped in during the uh, daycare segment. That's okay. Well, I can Thanks return so. to it. I, it's oh, not okay. worth going backwards, but it would have been really good there. I have it in the news too. Oh, there we go. So, there Chris, go. you you tell the story. I will. Rook, here's what I need from you today, Go. sir. I need Ray and Welter, Masonic yeah. and Zero Res, please. Are we ready? Got it. Okay, roll. Uh, who's doing something here? Rookie is. Okay. It's the end of the world as we know it, and he feels fine. Joe Suchere. 
I do feel fine. Joe feels fine. The crew feels fine. We feel fine that Minnesota Masonic Charities is out there helping people, and they help thousands upon tens of thousands of people. And how do they do it? Well, as you well know, Minnesota Masonic Charities, one of the leading grant makers in the state, including primary support for the University of Minnesota Masonic Children's Hospital and the U of M Masonic Cancer Center. Both great institutions leading the fight against cancer. The fight does not stop, but you need research, prevention, treatments, cures. And one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation is what you have at Minnesota Masonic Cancer Center. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people. You can visit their beautiful campus in Bloomington, poke around. They're welcome visits, but find out more about them prior to that at mnmasoniccharities.org. That's mnmasoniccharities.org. The word's out, and all you got to do is go to their website to learn more about Minnesota Masonic Charities. Here's a piece from uh, Breitbart News. Yep. Uh, They take uh, Axios to task. Axios is a website. I believe it's a little left-leaning. If, yeah, if I'm fair. wrong, I'm no, wrong, but I, I think I'm on solid ground there. And according to Breitbart, uh, Axios is gushing. They're gushing. Gushing? Over a new study that blames climate change for people fleeing Democratic-run cities like the metro areas of Minneapolis, Milwaukee, and Washington, D.C. Hmm. I can't. Let's see here. Climate migration is already taking place within American communities, new data finds, as people flee flood-prone areas and create climate abandonment zones, writes an unquestioning Axios. The study, John, will you do some homework, please? Sure, yeah. I can't can't come up with who did the study. Okay. The study constitutes the latest warning sign of the effects of climate change, Axios continued without skepticism. Population shifts and a larger reckoning for real estate are only expected to worsen as global average surface temperatures rise. Well, this is absolute nonsense. Uh, Kenny, you moved from an urban core right. to, to where you are now. Did climate change ever factor into your decision? No, no, okay, not once. You. Never, never thought about well, it. Well, he gets more snow. Reavers, you lived far away to begin with, and now you live farther away. Did climate change ever impact your decision? Further is in addition to farther is time, right? Farther is distance. Got it. Yeah, uh, no, climate did not have anything to do with it. Rook, you moved out of St. Paul basically to the area of South St. Paul. Did climate change affect your decision? Yes, it was way too hot in St. Paul. You. (laughs) I did not at all. Of course not. (laughs) not. Joe, it comes from a, a, let's see. A research published from a team of scientists at the nonprofit, uh, nonprofit First Street Foundation and their outside partners. What, what now look up First Street, First Street Foundation. Foundation. That's what I think. Well, this John, is utter nonsense. Did you move from North Dakota because it's too windy there, John? I, I did not. Oh. <laughs> the premise of the study undercuts itself in a big way with the admission that Americans are leaving the Rust Belt in droves. In leading, in leading to areas of greater climate risk in the South and Southwest. So the study contradicts itself or the interpretation of the study. It's not a study. It's a bunch of balderdash. Mm-hmm. It uh, also contradicts today's news stories saying more people are actually moving to Minnesota. Right. 
Yes, John. Uh, the First Street Foundation, uh, from their page, their mission is to make climate risk accessible, easy to understand, and actionable for individuals, governments, and industry. Changing climate impacting the risks of facing American properties, communities, and businesses as perils like flood, fire, heat, and other perils become more common and more severe. And then there's another two paragraphs uh, saying, you know, the basically the same thing. So, so the people who really do want to end Western civilization will stop at nothing, including lying mm-hmm. significantly and enthusiastically lying. I, I, I defy anyone to find, well, you could probably find one or two people in this country who moved no. and, and would cite climate change. I don't know who they are or where they would well, be. Well, could you say I moved from Minnesota to Florida? Because yeah, but you're risking, you're, risking, you're risking more weather there. I'm not suggesting you're risking more climate change. You're but, risking more probable weather, nice. problematic weather. Hurricanes, what sure. have you? Eighty degree days in January. Yeah, isn't so I, I, I'm I'm so confused here. So are they theorizing that people are moving out of California due to the climate, not due to the insane government and the taxes and the crime? Well, that's what they they want to. They, that's what they want to uh, want you to believe. A good faith yeah. reading of the study. Well, I see. I wouldn't have a good faith reading of it, but I'll try to. A good faith reading of the study says that the conclusions come from projections and math equations. Nowhere does it say that the actual people who moved were surveyed or questioned about why they moved. <laughs> the study also uses the study, and they keep calling it a study. The study also uses a math problem to explain away local political, social, and economic conditions. But you have to talk to people to understand their motive for moving in this first, what is it called, John? First Street? First uh, something, First Street Foundation. Well, they didn't talk to anybody. Additionally, the study admits that, that most of the country's migration is to areas that are of greater climate risk. No, they're not. They're not of greater climate risk. They're in, they're in danger of the kinds of storms they wouldn't see in the Rust Belt. Right. A thousand people a day are moving to Florida. I read that when I was down there. A, a thousand, day? A thousand people a day are moving to Florida. Well, they've got to be at capacity pretty soon. Well, it's a big state. When you were down there recently, how many different housing developments did you see? I can go from year to year and and not recognize last year. Right. When we were there in March, I could not you couldn't drive 5 miles without running into another uh house, housing I, development. I have given you the great Sushere wisdom on this. I've said Remind you me. could take a kid who graduated from high school in Chicago in 1967, just to pick a year. And now that person's older. And they've been gone from Chicago since 1967. And now they go back to Chicago for the first time in, what is that, 56 years? Close enough. Yeah. And and they would still recognize everything. Yeah. Yeah. Now you take a kid who graduated from Fort Myers High School, there probably being only one school there in 1967, and he goes away for 56 years. And he comes back. Because of the climate. He would would be lost. Yep. He would not know what happened to him. Where is it? He would not know what happened to where he grew up. Right. 
although Fort Myers proper might resemble the same, it's it's everywhere else that's been developed. Any, anyway, back to this meaningless study. Yeah. Uh, the study fails to mention that real estate on the coasts, the areas that would be most at risk of climate change. No, they're not at most risk of climate change. They're, they're, they're at most risk of the kind of storms that a rube from Minnesota would not be accustomed to. Uh, so, uh, I mean, Barack Obama has two oceanfront mansions. If he's so worried about climate change affecting coastal areas, why did he buy two estates, one in Hawaii and one on Martha's Vineyard? Well, doesn't that prove the study correct? Yeah. People yeah. move there despite the risks. Right. But there are no risks that are unusual. Well, Joe, this study was conducted by Kamala's weed dealer. Right. I mean, come on. Right. What's his name again? Kamala. Kamala's Kamala. Kamala Harris. Is yeah, you know who I mean. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, I just I'm just here to tell you that. Uh, yep. It's all a bunch of B is and B, S as and S. Always has been and always will be. You want to stay with the climate for a minute? Yeah, don't zip through. Yeah, it. sure. I got an interesting note from Sean Etheridge who alerted me to a Yahoo Finance story that General Motors has had to buy out nearly half of its Buick dealers in the country because the Buick dealers are refusing to sell EVs and follow the mandates. They're choosing to go out of business rather than just sit there with lots full of electric cars that don't sell. Wow. So there goes another great... American Mark, M-A-R-Q-U-E, Buicks. Uh, th this sounds the death knoll for Buicks, it sounds like. We've already lost Pontiac. Who else have we lost? We've lost Oldsmobile. We've Saturn. lost Pontiac. We've lost Saturn. Saturn's a newcomer. Mm. But Pontiac and Oldsmobile are gone, and it looks like they'll be joined by Buick. Fiat's close to death. G General Motors said... <laughs> I'm not going to listen to you. Okay. General Motors said nearly half its Buick dealers took buyouts this year rather than invest in selling and servicing electric vehicles as wow. the automaker's brand transition to all electric by 2030. That means that GM will end 2023 with about 1,000 Buick stores nationwide down 47% from where it started the year. Wow. Last wow. year, last year, Buick said it would be asking dealers to commit a minimum investment of three hundred to four hundred thousand dollars to prepare their stores to sell and service EVs. Uh, and the the dealers are saying, "Well, we respectfully would like to leave. Please buy us out." In Michigan, GM had a hundred Buick dealerships in December of twenty twenty two. At that time, a Metro Detroit Buick dealer told the Free Press that all the Metro Detroit Buick dealers were making the investment to sell and service EVs, but some smaller deals dealers in rural areas were taking the buyout. Other dealers echoed that information. Uh, so there you have it. The the, uh, the dealers are going to just leaving so, the business. Just that little bit of info there at the end. You have to assume that people in the outskirts, the smaller towns, are not down with EVs and they're not going to buy them. But half, Joe, half, that should be screaming headlines on every national news story right now. 
That's huge. That marks the beginning of the end of the brand. The brand will be gone before 2030 even rolls around. The fellow who sent me the email, Sean, uh, he's doing, I think he's doing something very intelligent. I, I bet many, many people are doing this. He said, personally, I'm investing in 10 to 20 year old vehicles and keeping them running rather than buying any of the late model vehicles with their short lifespans and poor theories of engineering. A few years ago, we were amusing when the price of gas would rise high enough to cause people to turn away. I would rather pay for gas for a vehicle that is well-made, cheap to repair, and reliable than skip money at the pump for one which is cheaply made, costly to repair, and unreliable. Have a great Christmas, Sean from Fulda. Uh, to which I would add, uh, I think we're all betting that that if we keep our gas cars we'll still be able to get gas. When will when will the Biden and his people just say you're no you're you can't buy gas anymore? It won't affect me, but it'll affect kids I used to have and their kids right. and your kids. Yep. Uh, because these people are hell bent on destroying the automobile. They just it's a real thorn in their side. They don't like the automobile. Well, then it's going to take something like this, these these close, closings or these sales, it's going to force the hand because think of the, the domino effect of you got UAW workers, you got the steel workers. Well, many got, of whom have already lost jobs during the last strike because of you don't need as many people to make an electric car. Is this a positive or a negative in that same story you read, Joe? Uh, GM says Buick sales are up 60% this year, despite the closings. Oh, wow. That's that a positive. Plus, I would People think, don't right? want, the, plus who can afford the damn things? Yeah. They're cards. too expensive. And I think the believers are saying, well, the market will correct, correct that in five years from now, you'll be able to buy a $22,500 electric car. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I don't want one. It, it won't be any good. I don't like them. I, I just don't like the concept. I don't like the smell of electricity. What? No, I, you're right. I, I don't you're like absolutely. the smell of electricity. I love the smell of petroleum. What you're referring yeah. to, and these guys are scratching their head, it's the smell of an electric generator, an electric, uh, electric motor, yes. like your bench grinder or whatever. Yes. It's got a weird, warm, uncomfortable smell. It, it's, it, it's a metallic uh, it's a metallic odor. Yeah, it's hard to, it, it's not, you can't compare it to anything else. No, it's, Joe, do you know about the collector plate hack in Minnesota? I do not. If your vehicle is over 20 years old, you can apply for and receive collector plates. You pay a one-time fee, and you're done. I know. I got it on two of my cars. Yeah, but so you know about that. Yeah, I, I thought you said hack. But you have limited yeah, mileage. Yeah, right? it's a, it's a no. frame. Oh, no. Really? I thought they had limited mileage. I didn't know that. Okay. No. No, that's can a I, deal. Can I share? With, I finally found that migration, hand. that migration number you were talking about earlier. Yeah, yeah, This is from the Center of the American Experiment. I think they're a reputable source. We're referring to moving because of climate change? Correct. Uh, Zach Stevenson, he is a representative here in the great state of Minnesota for Anoka and Coon Rapids. He um, said... 
After losing just under 4,000 people in 2022, Minnesota gained 23,615 people in 2023. Minnesota's population growth was in the top half of the states in 2023. Okay. Center for the American Experiment retweeted that and said, Representative Stevenson either doesn't understand what he's looking at or is deliberately misrepresenting the numbers to push a narrative. Minnesota did lose 4,686 residents on net to other states in the last year. Minnesota's population grew overall. This is in thanks in part to a boost from international migration. In 2019 to 2020 and 2020 to 2021, our state's net international migration totaled gains of 295 and 5,523 respectively. This rose the gains to 14,231 and 14,575 respectively. And now they have a flag they can be proud of. So was this made clear in today's Star Tribune piece? Because I did not read it. I only saw the headline. John, you read it. I know you did. I I did, and I actually have the story in my news. I'm looking forward to John's news today. (laughs) (laughs) He's got a lot coming up. I like it when you guys talk about my stuff. Sorry, yeah, that does indicate that uh, the uh, there has been an influx of people in the U.S. in general, uh, but a large portion of that influx is uh, from immigration. Gosh, uh, I wonder why that is. Births. Today is Wednesday. Let's go. Tomorrow go. is Thursday. Uh-huh. Followed by Friday. Thank you. Nice, nicely and done. Saturday. So what's that? My Counting birth- today, you have... Birthday. Then get to EcoFund and buy yourself a present. What are you going to yeah, get? Yeah, I wonder if I get the time in the town. Because yep. you have four days to take advantage of this great mix and match Christmas sale at EcoFund Motorsports in Forest Lake and Burnsville. Okay, Columbus, Forest Lake, it's the same thing. What are you going to do? Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, they have a mix and match Christmas sale taking place at EcoFund. Buy one, get 50% off. Your next purchase, a uh, great opportunity to get two electric bikes or an electric bike and a gas powered scooter that turns every urban area into adventure or whatever you can concoct on the showroom floor. This is a great time. It's a great sale. It involves all electric bikes in stock, Bentelli, Scootstar, Yamaha, youth ATVs, Bentelli scooters, youth dirt bikes, uh, Vespa scooters are 10% off MSRP. But that's if you mention you're a GLer. GLers right. are going to be treated especially well. And plus, if you buy something as a GLer, tell them you're a GLer. You're getting the ten pound ham from Grunhoffers, the best Christmas ham you'll ever have. This is a great time to get to Grunhoffers, and, and and don't forget they also have youth recreational equipment and snow removal equipment that turns snow removal into an outdoor winter recreation. And I got news for you. Yeah. It's going to snow. Mm. You know what I'm saying? I know what you're saying. It's ecofundmotorsports.com. It's Ecofund Motorsports in Forest Lake slash Columbus. It's about 500 feet I west know. of 35. <laughs> it's right there. No, it's not 500 feet. It's more than that, but you can't miss it. It's immediately west of 35 on 97. And in Burnsville, Ecofund Motorsports is on the service road of life near County Road 42, EcoFunMotorsports.com. Okay, I got to pee. I know. Okay. Okay. 
I suppose we're going to be entering. Well, never mind. I can't yeah. even. I don't even know what I was going to say. The Twilight Zone. That's what I was going to yeah. say. That's what I'm saying. I'm going to get a drink. I'm a. I'm a. I'm a. When are you going to do your science experiment? I already started. Now I'm having a little dark chocolate courtesy of Reaver's kid. Oh, stand up, Chuck. All right, stand up, Chuck. Is everybody gone? Another musical tonight? Nope. All done? Yep. Everybody left. Where everybody at? You know what I did for dinner last night? I don't. I stopped and got a pound and a half of corned beef and a pound and a half of pastrami from Grunhofer's. No, I didn't. I'm just kidding. But I would like to. Yeah, so what? So big deal. Oh, I have some delicious Reuben. They got corned beef up at uh, Grunhofer's. Hell yes. Pastrami. You do your ad yet for Grunhofer's? We don't have one today. Oh, okay. You know what the international migration means, right? Yeah, they got a flag they can be proud of. Well, that we can. It's free stuff fest here in Minnesota. Come on in, meet the fellas. Mm -hmm. John, there's actually two stories in today's strip. Move on. Did you see both of them? About one of them, U.S. South dominates population increase. I do have part of that in my story. South Carolina and Florida were the two fastest growing states. And then there's a separate story um, about our state, which is... I, I'm smart, ahead. and I have all three stories that I found. I, I wrote them all into one. Perfect. You're a good man. Good. Good, I, good, I've good. been to North Carolina numerous times. I could live in North Carolina. It's a nice state, Joe. It's really I cool. I have been there yet. Beautiful <laughs> roads and tall trees. And what are we... Uh, you get yourself a pine down there? Yeah, and it holds him needles, too. Mm -hmm. My sister says Nashville is one of the cleanest cities she's ever been in. She really loves Nashville. She's in Nashville last year. Nashville's I liked it. fantastic. Well, we're talking uh, scorching temperatures in the summer. I don't care. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, Joe's a hot guy. A hot know. guy. <laughs> well, you, you know, they have air conditioning, so... As long as the government will allow us to use air conditioning, we're okay. John, when you get to your midway point, please throw it to Rookie. Okay. Joe, what are you paying for those collector plates? Is it like a one-time 150 thing? If that. If that. Uh, I can't remember, but it's just wonderful. It's a one-time purchase. And yeah. I don't even put the front plate on. I know guys that are doing this with their daily drivers. You know, they've got a truck that's 21 years old. Well, if it's 20 years old, you'd be crazy not to. Right. Yep. You but be. I bring that plate with me. It's in the trunk in case a copper wants to know if I got the plate. The real one. Yeah. <clears throat> 
But I don't think a copper would stop me for for that. He would recognize the, the car as in pretty nifty, and he wouldn't worry about it. I've been noticing, you know, I've been watching the square body, uh, one of my daily searches, it just says square body Chevrolet. And um, depending on what what kind of condition you want your future square body to be in, they're very affordable from the late 60s all the way to the upper uh, mid 80s. You're talking a pickup truck? Yeah, correct. I yeah. need one. I need a uh, yeah, early all you 70s have, pickup truck. All you have to do is get on a Facebook marketplace. You'll find one within five minutes. I'm not. A, and, I'm not a member. Well, then you're you're shit out of luck, pal. Oh, I, I'm yes, sick of your your effing sob story. Get with that. the twenty. What wow. century we're in? Whatever century we're in, get with it. Say something to the CP. Guarantee she's on Facebook. Well, you can't tell her. What you, you know? Yeah. Hey, look me up a truck. Yeah, you can't. You can't. That's She'll no. Well, we don't have those kind of marriages, Chris. No, no. You need I a guy. Right, a first refusal yeah. on Molly's. Yeah. That's a nice truck. Yeah. Joe, you need a helpful friend like me to look one up for you, but uh, it's not me. I, I'm not doing it. There's a finder's fee involved. It's not you, babe? And it would be left up there. It would be, uh, it would just be, you Wait, know, you got to have a truck. What do you, what do you call that yeah. truck? No. Have him, seriously, have Kenny, him call my brother. What's that truck called on a on a barn? The work truck or what do you? Farm truck? Oh, is it a farm truck? Okay. Joe, um, I'm not kidding. The most There's important does he buy and sell trucks? That's all he does. The most important part of your new well, truck. I'll call him. Joe. I'll call him. You've yeah. gotta name it. It's got Mabel or something like that. Bessie. And then because of all the kids will want to drive it, even at underage. That's it's gotta why. be automatic. No, it's gotta be on the tree. Well, then I gotta teach him how to do it. That's that's how they have to learn. Yeah. That's you how guys, I learned. Like a 71 Ford. Have you guys seen the video of the dad teaching his kid how to drive a stick? No. The farm truck. Oh, my God. It is so fantastic. The, the kid joy the hang of on the kid's face. It says, no ticket to Disney World will equate this kid's joy. I did it with my kid, and I did it with my three nephews, much to their there. parents' dismay. I just said, Joe and Andy need a truck. Boom. We'll boom. get in touch with my brother. Yep. Ready? Boom. I didn't say who. I said boom. Oh, I think you said who. No, I said boom. Um, and it'd be whom. Am I doing something here? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I need a uh, uh, Maple Grove, Kenny. I am ready. It's funny. The only one not in the holiday uh, weirdness right now is Rook. Usually he's the... Uh, yeah, usually he's going nuts. I got up too early today. Oh. <laughs> Latte Schmate. Here's Joe Sushi. Matcha Lata. Matcha Lata. That's a new name? model of a uh, Ferrari, isn't it? Yeah, the Matcha Lata. The Ferrari Matcha Lata. This thing's like 1.2 million. Right. Uh, I think all of us here on GL are uh, touting the fact that our clients are the best clients to go to for Christmas gifts. Isn't that true? I've heard all of us talking about Christmas uh, and I'm no exception um, because I want you to go up to Maple Grove Lock and Safe and check out the 12% off all Liberty Safe, the big sale going on through Christmas. Peace of mind. It can be yours. You know, peace on earth doesn't have a shot, but peace of mind, simple with an American made safe, from Maple Grove Lock and Save, best fire protection you can get, transferable lifetime warranties, professional delivery and installation from Rich, all of this 
with the Liberty Safe. Check out the website, maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Then give old Rich a call if you have a question before you show up. His phone number, 763-494-9075. Then grab that checkbook, the card, the cash, however you do business. Stop over to the showroom in Maple Grove, 6901 East Fish Lake Road, and take advantage of the 12% off deal through Christmas at maplegrovelockandsafe.com. Here's the winner of the Minnesota Newshawk Award, oh, John Hyde. You can play tomorrow. This news brought to you by, thanks, Joe, the North American Banking Company. Man charged in connection to that deadly crash that left five women dead in Minneapolis earlier this year had been scheduled to appear in court this morning, but that was canceled. He'll now have that hearing Next year, 28-year-old Derek Thompson is facing 10 counts of criminal vehicular homicide, two for each of the victims of the crash, which happened in June. Thompson also facing federal charges for illegally possessing fentanyl and a gun. Court records show Thompson's settlement conference was scheduled for this morning, but it's been moved to January 11th at his request. Prosecutors hmm. are expected to discuss why they're asking for an aggravated or longer sentence due to the details of the case during that hearing. As previously reported, Thompson accused of driving 95 miles an hour before exiting off I-35W, running a red light, hitting a car, carrying five women, all five between the ages of 17 and 20 years old, were killed instantly. Thompson still has a jury trial scheduled to begin in February of 2024. Thompson, the son of former state representative, John Thompson. Isn't it interesting, Joe? We decided to move John Thompson's date because of the holidays, I would assume. But we would not do the same thing oh, for Kim Potter. I Isn't that it interesting? It really is. Hmm. Please tell me he's in jail. He's not out of yeah, I know. He is. I, I was going to ask where, though. Is he in county or where do we have him? Do we know? Gen Pop? General John, population. are you in Shawshank? I have, I have, no, in clue. Shawshank. I have no clue, Kenny. I have, I have no All clue. right, okay. Shawshank, thanks, right? Yep. Yep. Police are investigating uh, investigating an incident that you mentioned earlier, Joe. Multiple gunshots hit a daycare center in Minneapolis while kids were meeting Santa Claus mm. last night. No injuries luckily reported. According to Police Chief Brian O'Hara, at about 5.15, officers with MPD and the head of the county sheriff's office heard Seven shots fired in the area of 34th Avenue North and Penn Avenue North. Police canvassed the area shortly after arrested a man for weapons violations after he was found with a gun. O'Hara said the officers later found discharged casings in an alleyway near 33rd Avenue North and Penn. Police then discovered that at least two rounds hit a daycare nearby, shattering one window and damaging another. Children had been in the room immediately before the gunfire damaged the building, but luckily nobody in the room when the gunfire hit, according to the chief. He said that there were children in the daycare, though, at the time of the incident, but they were in a different room meeting Santa Claus. Police believe there's one other suspect at large with at least one other weapon that was not recovered from the scene. Video from a ring doorbell received from a viewer uh, shows the windows getting shot out at 5.17 p.m. We uh, used to work with a young lady, and her mother operated an in-home daycare in the Roseville area. And I'm uh, not to make light of anything that happened, because it's a horrific story that John just read. But one of the things that she and her sister did at her mother's home daycare was anytime that there was a loud noise outside of the home, she would scream at the top of her lungs in front of the kids, drive by, and they would all hit the floor. <laughs> 
Oh my God. At the uh, home daycare. And the kids would then go home and tell mom, hey, guess what we did at daycare today? Well, we had a drive by. Right. <laughs> that is as funny and ridiculous as that is. That has to be the rule in Minneapolis. Oh, if yes. you operate an in home daycare, you've got to teach drive by. Kids, the when same, I say drive by, you drop. The same way they teach in school, uh, school shooter drills. Yep. That's and where we're knew, at. And if any of you knew, like the five of us do, if you knew the Morosak family, none of this would come as a surprise. <laughs> it was yeah, it was Melly. Yeah. <laughs> Melly. Yeah. yeah. And uh, did you ever meet her parents? I think the, I have. They're yeah. more outrageous than she yeah, is. That's yeah, that's saying something. Yeah. 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 Well, you can't go to that softball game sober. <laughs> Get over <in> the bar. <laughs> Star Tribune reporting today its owner, Glenn Taylor, is setting up a new foundation that will donate to charity the proceeds from thousands of acres of ag land that he rents to farmers. Taylor's farmland in southern Minnesota and northern Iowa, valued at $172 million, could generate several million bucks a year in lease payments. Those proceeds will go in perpetuity toward childhood education, rural initiatives, and other philanthropic Mm. priorities set by the new Taylor Family Farmers Foundation. His farmland has, in his words, been a really good investment, and he said this is the right thing to do. We're fortunate as a family to have the resources and how we can help. The 82-year-old Taylor, who is has a net worth of about $3 billion, is the richest Minnesotan, according to Forbes. He said he wants his philanthropy in southern Minnesota to be as much a part of his legacy as all of his business success. I have a Glenn Taylor question. Go. He and Mrs. Taylor if I'm not mistaken, attend every home Timberwolves game. Courtside. Do they have a residence in Minneapolis, or do they drive all the way back to Mankato after every game? My guess is they have. Uh, they got to have a condo or something, He's don't they? Older. You could probably He's... afford it. Well, no, He's I know, but cabin. I mean, I'm, that's, that's quite a quite a feat if he, if they're packing into the car and heading back to Mankato every night. Why not use the helicopter? Or maybe he's got a helicopter to do it. I don't know. Maybe. I thought your question was going to be for Mr. Taylor. Will you please buy the Pioneer Press? No, you won't because he doesn't want to assume all that pension debt. Joe, take a guess on the rental rate per acre for tillable. I have no, I wouldn't even. Just give me, yeah, I've got a hundred acres. I've got a hundred acres per acre. What am I going to charge you for rent? 500 a month. No, per acre? Yeah. (laughs) It's a, you know what? Let's I told just, you. I told you. I had no idea. Mind. Let's just. Well, skip. how much is it a month? Uh, it's uh, just under two. Uh, it's not a monthly rate. Okay. It, it's Here's usually a farm. I shouldn't have done this. No. How I, much is, is it? How much is it? Just under two hundred dollars an acre. Usually once a year. Oh. Yeah. Oh, I, I could yeah. get a hell of a lot of land for five hundred a month. It's oh, again not a monthly. Yeah. thing. It's yeah, I'd want mine to be monthly. Oh, two so there, well, I'm renting be. your farm by the month. Yep. I'll plant soybeans. Done deal. <laughs> soybeans. Yellers, I apologize for the mistake. Okay. And here to explain the difference between tillable and non-tillable <laughs> is GarageLogic's Matthew Mikulski. Well, when you run up to the till, um, you punch in numbers <laughs> and you it, it, it computes what you owe someone. Got it. Okay, so yep. if you're going to count the acres, right. you go up to the till and you say, what are my tillable acres? How much do I owe you? Right. And it computes that, prints out a receipt, and then you go on, you make your payment, and you leave the till. Right. 
and such. <laughs> I <laughs> rescind. Such. I rescind my apology. That yes. was beautiful. Thank, Thank you, you yeah. Matthew. You all, saved the segment. Everything can run through the till. It's, right. It means it's tillable. You know, how much is a newspaper? Well, it's tillable. Let's go to the tillable till. and tillable and billable. Let's go. Tillable and billable. They go together. Uh, all right. Uh, thanks. It's uh, pretty past one. Thanks for turning into Ag News today. And we'll have some swap shop right after we hear from our buddy. Uh, Hi, Howard Viking here. And I want to tell the guy in the neighbor years ago who did the farm news. Chuck Lilligan. Because it was real farm news. Yes. I mean, and farmers were. Too. What yeah. did you expect? Right? No, I mean, it was, it was a serious part of their program. Oh, right? oh, I see. They had okay. you, farmers uh, listening. Have I told oh, you my yeah. Chuck Lilligan story? No. No, I'd like to hear it. He got gassed uh, for some reason at CCO, which was a mistake. Uh, they hired him at AM 1500 to be co-host of the morning show with a guy named Chris O'Connor. Chris was a formerly with Buck and O'Connor on KDWB. Um, And it was kind of a a morning show the way Vanita's show is now on CCO, a news-based show. Yeah. And Chris did most of the heavy lifting, and Chuck sat there and would fall asleep with his microphone open and snore on the air, mm-hmm. and O'Connor and I would not turn his mic off. Yeah, maybe that's why you got gassed at the neighbor. <laughs> that's uh, that's uh, on K, uh, KSTP, uh, yeah. Lauren and Freddie. Yeah, morning, I know what you're going to say. Freddie would uh, doze off. <laughs> just he wouldn't off. snore. He'd it'd be... <sighs> <laughs> and he'd be sitting straight up, but his eyes were closed. Yep. Oh, and then Lauren is sitting right next to him. Yeah. But that show was a big biller. I mean, that show was an earner. What, O'Connor uh, and Lillian? N- no, no, no. Freddie and the, Lauren? The Freddie and Lauren. Show. Yeah, yeah no. Was. No, the uh, well, they were two great Lilligan guys. Show was two nuts. great human yeah. beings. Yeah. Oh, that was a. I worked that show Saturday mornings news. It was so much fun. Did that fun. precede yeah. Sports Talk? Yes. Yep. It did. Yeah. Okay. It was on Oh, that's double joist. Didn't the guy stay on no, hold? I think that was uh, no, yeah, that, no, that that, that's it, Joe. That yeah. followed. He was still on oh, hold home for and home garden. garden. Yeah, home. Yep. Yeah, that Lauren. Been a Lauren question. Of that went from eight to ten. Yeah. Sports talk ten to noon, and then yeah. Yates and I did noon to three on Saturdays. Yeah. Oh yeah. boy. Do you remember who Lauren Conan's predecessor was? No. Yeah, I worked with him, Dave. Something. Dave Prokop. Yeah, yeah. Remember, Dave he would Prokop. fly in seven seconds prior to the theme ending. Yeah, he just he was just calling it in. He was. Uh, yeah, I think they they let. Well, I don't want to say anything. He didn't do anything illegal, but they just they ended up letting him go. Counterclockwise expansion. Yeah. <laughs> that is one of the chairmen upstairs. That's his favorite highlight to introduce and to no anyone one, that comes to town. No one will ever appreciate what it took to keep Pat. Quiet. I, I, I can pack can up Well, get rid of this guy. Why is he out here? Hey, we're doing a sport. Pack the hell. We need to talk no. about the twins. Yeah. No, mocha chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> mocha. Hey, hey, it's a mocha uh, yes, yes. I can hear you yes. doing that yes. while you're. <laughs> oh. The best is after, though, Pat's reaction is. You said, I hope somebody will set him straight. And then Pat's like, yeah, hey, buddy, uh, give your buddy a call. Set him straight there. uh, Hey, help him out here. Uh, Like he's talking to someone. Oh, my God. Rook, uh, why why don't you uh, take it away here? I will take it away. And I'm going to tell you about the fine folks 
at zero res. Yes, that's right. <laughs> that's yeah. right. What a gift zero res is. You know, Kenny was talking about going to do your Christmas shopping. Well, why don't you call zero res? Surprise your wife or your hubby or your partner or both or your what is it? What are these? Um, Domestic associate. Domestic associate. Yes. Tis the season to be jolly and clean. Well, shouldn't that be year round? That's why Zero Res cleans carpets and will clean out your air ducts year round. But this is a good month to do it because they've got the Rook GL special. Three rooms, zero resified, starting at just $129. Your air ducts take $75 when you get your air ducts zero res clean. Uh, reviews, only 17000 Rating on Google, only 49000 this is a great company, and I use Zero Res, and so many others in this uh, state have used Zero Res because they have a very good reputation. They stand behind every single cleaning. Yes, they do, Joe, and I want you to get three rooms Zero Resified. <laughs> Clean your stupid garage floor. It's not even carpeted, but they know how to do it. 952-Z-E-R-O-R-E-Z. 9520res again rook special 129 bucks off your uh, three rooms zero resified and 75 bucks off when you get your air ducts zero res clean 9520res or online at zeroresminnesota.com can i tell you something i cool. spilled a can of pop yep. on some wood steps stumbling i think it was uh cherry pop <laughs> for some reason okay and then when i wiped it up it cleaned the wood like it's never been cleaned before. Joe, when I worked in the Coke factory just out of high school, the the forklifts would lay down rubber on the concrete. Yeah. We cleaned it with Coca-Cola. I'm telling you, there's a, there's a secret there somewhere. I do on. have a question for Matthew, though, regarding zero res. What you got, bro? There's some cheese in our carpet from a fondue party back oh. in 77. I'm going to we'll, throw up. <laughs> will zero res <laughs> clean that? That Oddly fondue. enough, for January, oh. it's the, the cheese, cheese from special. the fondue party from '77 special. I bet they could. They power. They got power wash and stuff. They got everything. They will be able to get it cleaned out. Cheese in the carpet. Yeah. I can't think of anything more grotesque. That's, Thank you. Thank you. That's down there. Sixty. Yeah. Zero res. <laughs> I can't believe I got that in. I don't I think he's lying. It. I don't think he's lying. I bet there's cheese in the carpet. I like cheese. Fun. Remember the fondue fad that went oh, yeah. through this country? Yeah. Yeah. We know what was really going on. Kids got shipped off to grandma that night. You get back home the next day and there's other people's underpants laying around the living room. No, we had fondue. You put the meat in the boiling oil or whatever the hell it is. uh, We do it twice a year. Well, I know. You still do it? Fondue, uh, meat, chicken, um, pasta, and cheese. Put the noodle in there? Yeah, you can drop the noodle in there. That's what Kenny was talking about. Sorry. Uh, you don't necessarily <laughs> boiling oil. You, you don't necessarily have to use oil. What do you use? You can use anything that gets hot, but you just don't have to cheese. Yeah, can cheese, obviously. Cheese, right? Or um, or milk, or you can or, use juice, or, or wheat, <laughs> whey. But it is man taking that piece of beef i'm sure just, it's great matt but it's here about medium rare fine but you let put me tell you your tongue it burns a hell out of let it let me tell you something that fat i think was early 70s it, it was. was it was, yeah, early it was 70s. Yeah. what was the name carpet. of that segment 
counterclockwise expansion. What was the name of it? What did we call it? Double flange on the joist. Is that what it was? <clears throat> yeah. Or just do double flange. Caller. Hey, Hello. get that. Somebody get that. Go ahead. Okay. Here's my question. Uh, since it became really cold out, bitterly cold, we've been noticing a lot of snaps or cracks in the house, particularly uh, in the wee hours of the morning. And I have a feeling it's from expansion and contraction. But my question is, what causes it? And is, it, is this a serious problem where I should have any concern? Well, not only is it a serious problem, what's happening there is the double flanges on the joists are uh, expanding counterclockwise in the uh -huh. ice. Uh -huh. Uh -huh. Uh, there have been occasions when people should leave their home uh, depending on the, uh, you have to time the frequency of the cracks. Uh, it's almost like a pregnancy thing. Uh, you have to time the frequency of the cracks. If they're within, let's say, 30 seconds of each other, I you think you're looking at a there. night in the Motel 6. You're kidding. No, that's a uh, flange yeah. joist contractual uh, expansion problem. Well, we just noticed that one night, mainly. Well, that's all it takes. That's the way it starts. <laughs> one night, hell, the next night you hear them more often. Again, if you hear them within oh. 30 seconds of each other, I'd put the family in the car and get the hell out of there. <laughs> You're really kidding. It's it's a it's only a 25 year old home. Well, they didn't. They don't build them like they used to. Huh? <laughs> Uh, but it hasn't done it for many, many years, and we just had our kitchen renovated, which oh, we, we moved some the of the old line. cabinets, all of the old cabinets, and they put in new. Sheetrock? Any sheetrock used? Pardon me? Did they use any sheetrock in the new kitchen? Yeah, we had some soffits removed. Soffits removed. This, this is classic. <laughs> this is a typically classic pattern. But what caused it to do that? The double flange backup on the joist, that counterclockwise expansion. What? But why hasn't it done it for 25 years? Well, you've you, uh, had this early, uh, tremendous amounts of snowfall. They built up your ice dams, and now you've got all of that ice on your roof and this sudden cold weather, and no. it's, uh, it's a very unique uh, situation. Does it happen often? Or you say it's unique? I think it doesn't happen often precisely because you don't often get that early season snow. I see. What? Have you heard of much of this happening recently? I've known families have had to leave for the winter. <laughs> well, what's, the, what's could be the worst scenario? Could the house collapse? Absolutely. Just dump down right on you. I'd get out of there. you got to be kidding. No, I'm not, sir. Thank you for calling. Okay. Good, luck. Good luck. Good luck. Thank you for calling. Thank you for calling. I hope his friend is listening. Somebody straighten that guy. Hey, buddy, yeah. straighten that guy out. Uh, we have no idea. I don't look, know. I if think... anybody's on hold for 30 minutes listening to us talk about whatever we were talking about and still thinks it was home and garden talk, <laughs> you know, sorry. Well, oh God! Hey, buddy, history. I hope his friend calls. Yeah. And he was doing the racy yeah, wave as hey, in, hey, let's uh, hey, let's uh, let's move along here. Those people oh. would start calling 15, 20 minutes before the show started yes. to get in line. Yes. Wow. And Freddie, I remember when you would go out to eat with them. Save me the white meat. You wanted the fat, like on a 
Matthew, was Jerry the corrupt cop coming by when you were working the show? Yes. Come by every Saturday with a box of donuts. I love that guy. Box of donuts from, I forget what Why was he a corrupt cop? Oh, that was just what I called him. He wasn't wasn't corrupt at all. He was, I think he was a North uh, St. Paul police officer. Wonderful guy. That or sheriff? Was he a sheriff? Maybe. I don't know. Okay. I I, I don't remember. Yeah. The other unique thing about Laurel and Freddie, they sat next to each other. Yes, they did. They didn't sit on opposite side. They had they could have, but they sat next to each other like they were in school. They share a microphone, like sharing a no, mic, each, like no, they're in no, Fleetwood Mac or they something. Each had a mic, and here's a mic, and here's a Paul mic and George. Right next to each other. Well, Lauren was a great. Uh, what was he? A sit inspector? Yeah, house inspector. Yeah. If you pay attention to stair number seven and look really closely, you'll find. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's a house inspector who somehow was able to travel the world, big game hunting. Yeah. Big game hunting. His and car, owned a mansion. The car collection. The had a car collection. He was a housing inspector. He had like the, you know, Dan from Spire. I think, he, yeah, I'm sure Lauren's still I around. I think so, yeah. You know the Spire truck, that pickup truck? He had a pickup truck just like that, fully restored. Yeah, I saw A couple it. of other cars. That was that was a bizarre he, night uh, at his house. Lauren, yeah. yeah. He called me one day and he said, hey, I got an extra ticket to the Santana concert tomorrow. Do you want to go with? I said, sure. Yeah, I'll go see Santana. He said, you don't have to pay me. I'll go. And he would. He was on a date with somebody. So it was me, was him, three, and this You were three-wheeling? Oh. All you have to do is operate this camera. I see. Yeah. I see. You were yeah. the wingman. Operate, uh, yeah. All you have to do is was, operate this camera and does this smell like chloroform? That's was, was, the KY, Johnny. It was a great show. And you know, I Lauren. Never the same after that night. All you have to do is hold it like this. Right. Just like this. Well, you know, touch you know, it. Oh, God. He's the nicest guy in the world. So, all, you know, sad oh. we talked during the concert. And then at the end, he said, All right. Well, thanks for coming, John. Thanks, Lauren. I'll see you. It was, it was, it was. Oh my God. I think that's a great show. Oh, Are we it right was now? odd. We're not. Oh, Jesus. Oh, man. All right, well, um, I'm not going to do an ad here. Uh, let's just get back to the old. What do you want? Minnesota must. No, I already did that one. Right. Didn't I? Ready? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, yeah I go let's well. just go to Johnny. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Souchere. That's going to be the name of my new podcast starting in January. Just touch, Just touch it. <laughs> you know, that's a glowing endorsement of why you need to be a member of the town council. Yeah. Right there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, man, that was about a, what, 15 a minute bit, time. Yeah, we learn a little bit more about each other every day, don't we? Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. In, uh, I didn't even tell you the story of why I sold Lauren my boat. What? I sold him my boat. Yeah. I'll tell you some other oh. time. Okay. And we had to go for a ride. Turn the left at the wind of the woods, will you? You woke up in the parking lot, right? <laughs> no, the ride was on some lake in western Hennepin County that was just a piece of Crap lake. <laughs> Tree stumps in it. Yes, right. and, it, and it was coffee colored. It was just, oh, it, was all, it was all this runoff that was poisoned the lake. My kids want to go swimming. Oh, God. Did you bring your suit? <laughs> we, we should point out to everybody listening that Lauren is one of the nicest men you could ever oh, run across. Yeah. Oh, I never He's a hell of a guy. Love him dearly. Yeah. 
Uh, divided Colorado Supreme Court on Tuesday declared former President Trump ineligible to run for the uh, presidency for the White yeah. House under the U.S. Constitution's insurrection clause. I got a new theory. We got to start treating this guy with reverse psychology. The Colorado Supreme Court should have said, we welcome Mr. Trump to the election. And the media should start saying, go, Don, cheer for him, do everything, do reverse psychology. Everything else has been tried and he won't go away. Well, he's not going to go away. Reverse psychology. But this is going to make him more popular. All this will do is enhance his victim status. It's going to make him more popular. This sets up the end of democracy. He does. I don't think that's an exaggeration. So keeping a candidate off the ballot, that's not something some banana republic third world country would do. If you want to get technical about it, uh, yeah, you don't want courts deciding who can run for office and who can't. Thank you. Uh, But uh, he was acquitted on this question, by the way. Yeah, but these morons, they, they played it wrong. You all you're doing is giving him fodder. You're just building them up with this. But they think they're doing the opposite of that. They think they're following the law, but I'm not sure they are. It's the first time the 14th Amendment's ever been used. Yeah, it's Section 3, and it was put in place uh, after the Civil War. Now, part of this conversation bugs me only because we keep saying they. This case was brought by Republican voters, not by Democrats. (laughs) Yes, yes, yeah. Right. So uh, it wasn't Democrats that brought this court. Although the voters who want him on the ballot, off the ballot, no, they want him not to be. Yes, they want him not to be able to run. This was for the primary only. Yes. Yeah. In Colorado, case of the Democrats sitting back and watching the Republicans eat their own. They don't have to do anything. Right. Right. Now they were all the all four of the votes on this on this court though. Colorado were appointed by Democratic governors. So you, you can say that it was a four to three vote and the four justices who voted that way were all appointed by Democrats. And the next stop would be the United States Supreme Court, correct? Correct. Which yeah. might get this yeah. case. Right. Do you want to hear what section might get three? It today. Do you want to hear what the 14th Amendment says? Section I only three? want section three. No person shall hold any office, civil or military, under the United States who, having previously taken an oath as an officer of the United States to support the Constitution of the United States, shall have engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the same or given aid or comfort to the enemies thereof. So he didn't on that day say, go get a... Well, he didn't say... uh, Help me here. He didn't say, go invade the Capitol. He didn't say, break down the walls, get in there. But he did offer some kind of sideways encouragement, right? He said something about fighting, fight the good fight. And this is a case where uh, in Minnesota, this was tried and it was determined that he could stay on the ballot. In Colorado, the justices ruled that they believe he engaged in insurrection. Right. It's going to vary from court to court. He lost in Colorado big last time around and probably will again. But the fear of uh, Trump folks is that if this goes to the Supreme Court, Supreme Court says that's fine. It can be off the ballot. There's 25 states total that have brought this up to say, let's take him off the ballot. So at that point, the other states would then be inclined to go, hey, Colorado won. And then that gets back to my initial question. Is this a democracy anymore? Well, we're not a democracy. We're a republic. And uh, 
if we do reach a point in this country where all candidates must be approved by a court, then we've lost everything. You've lost democracy. You've lost yes. the Republic. Yeah. You've yeah. lost everything. What, yeah. what would bar them, I guess, would be the other side of the argument though. Right. I, I would, I'm just, you know, saying, what do you mean? What do you mean? Well, if, if he was involved in insurrection, would that yeah. bar, should that bar him? Yes. Yeah, okay. absolutely. It's a violation he, of the Constitution. If, yeah, if he incited an insurrection, but like uh, I think he was acquitted of that, was he not? Back well, not, in not uh, in a court, court, not in a court. Oh, he's oh. right now. Yeah, I think he has twenty charges concerning January sixth. Uh, that he's there's ninety one charges total right now that he's charged with. It's a hair that's going to be split. Yeah, in many yeah. many ways because he literally didn't go to the Capitol and break a window. Yeah, but it. We all know it didn't break his heart that people did. What happens if, and I guess this is all legalese that we probably don't know, but let's say the Supreme Court says, well, that he hasn't been convicted. What if he is convicted after the fact? I guess there's no way to take oh, it off the ballot, right? Great question. Uh, I'm I'm just curious what, you know. And then the other question I've seen brought up actually on social media is, does this mean if he wins the election this year, that Joe Biden can stay in office and say, well, I'm, I'm not leaving. I don't believe the results. You know what? I don't, I see that happening for, for until the end of time in this country. Every election we have. have. I see that election. happening no matter who wins and who loses. <laughs> and I have one more absurd question. What if, and I know it won't happen, but what if he won Colorado in, in a write-in candidate situation? I know it won't happen, but let's theorize that it, it did. Then, then the courts have nothing to say because he won, he won. with a write-in vote, right? Did. And he, I would, you could see that happening. I think as in the primary, couldn't you? I, I don't know. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm just but if this cycle uh, gets to the general election and loses, he'll claim it. He didn't lose. Yeah. Well, right. we are no on for another no four years. years. Yeah. You uh, anyway. all of this this played out on the Democrat side far be, uh, before this with George the second, right? W and Gore. Yeah. Yeah, so there's, there's still people that argue the other side of that too. So yeah. you're right; it'll never stop. It, it, yeah, it's just going to keep going for in yeah perpetuity. Uh, the court did stay its decision until January 4th, or until the U.S. Supreme Court rules on the case. Colorado officials say the issue must be settled by January 5. That is the deadline for the state to print its presidential primary ballot. So Trump and his lawyers have already said. Uh, that obviously they will appeal this. Opinions on both sides quickly lined up. Republican politicians, including those running against Trump for the GOP nod for the presidency, including Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis speaking out against the ruling, as did other prominent members of the GOP. Uh, one of the folks speaking out uh, in favor of the Colorado court is Michael Ludig. He's the former conservative favorite judge who said uh, it was a good decision. And it should stay that way. But I guess we'll just see how the Supreme Court ends up ruling on, on the whole thing. Well, the Supreme Court might get this as soon as this week. Yes. Well, they have to get it in the next 10 right. days. Otherwise, right. it goes into effect. So, or not 10 days, I guess 15 days, give or take. So, now, can the Supreme Court refuse to hear it? Yeah. In which case, what? Uh, then it goes into effect. Yeah, he's not on the ballot. Effect. Yeah. He's not on the ballot. So, Americans who owe back taxes will be given an incentive to pay up after the Internal Revenue Service said Tuesday it would waive about $1 billion in late payment penalties. About 4.6 million individual taxpayers who owe for tax years 2020 and 2021 
will be eligible for the penalty relief. The IRS is extending the olive branch because it stopped sending out collection letters during the pandemic. It hoped the letter halt would help struggling taxpayers and reduce its backlog. The long absence of the computer-generated letters had big consequences for taxpayers. Americans' debt on unpaid uh, back taxes had been growing with interest and penalties, and many were likely in the dark about just how much they actually owed. Dozens of Jeffrey Epstein's high-profile associates will be named in court documents set to be released in the first days of 2024. The pedophile's powerful friends are set to be exposed as part of a vast unsealing that a judge ordered this week that'll have to take place within 14 days. Oh, that's going to be fun. Some 177 people will be identified across hundreds of files, which will shed new light on the late financier's sex trafficking operation and his network of influence. Judge Loretta Preska wrote, unsealed in full next to the names of 177 people who are Epstein's friends, recruiters, victims, and others whose names will be revealed when the material is released in the coming weeks. Yes. Okay, wait a minute. Uh, you can just see where this is going yep. with uh, uh, tied up in courts. Right. Uh, you're going to release 170 names. That doesn't mean 170 people are guilty of anything. No, they might have known the guy. Just on yeah. the flight logs, right? Well, not, not uh, all. If it's of them 170 know. people who flew on Lolita, that's one thing. If it's just 170, who are these 170 well, people? It might. Uh, the st- other story I read said it, it's people that were employed by him, gardeners, even people who took it. So it could be anybody. You're right. Somebody had said it's going to be a shame when all of these suicides happen as a result of these names being mm-hmm. released. Well, maybe this will turn out to be a big to-do about nothing. Yeah. Oh, I I don't think so. Well, the likes of Bill Gates is not going to get prosecuted for anything. Not in this country. Allegedly, Bill Gates. What I said, the likes of Bill Gates. Do you think this is anything beyond um, a a sex ring, like it's being sold to us? I have no idea. Who's the gal that's always pictured rubbing his feet? That's just she's kind of cute. You know, she's in prison. She's, a, she's in prison. Yeah, yeah. She's in the camp. Yeah. 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 She was the recruiter. She's, she's in cell by block D. Yeah. Are we shocked she's still alive? I certainly am. She's not down in Shakopee, is she? No. <laughs> for, uh, you know when she gets out? She's no. kind of good looking. I, I could be Tuesday? waiting down there. She might need a you ride. You need a ride? <laughs> yeah. oh, well, now that I've moved out of town, you may as well take over. <laughs> I ain't running down to Shakopee. There's like, a mental institution though close by me here. I might yeah. go to that one. 22, 22, 22. on the population growth that we talked about. I never know how to never know how to get what into these drug? stories. The number of immigrants to the U.S. jumped to the highest level in two decades this year, driving the nation's overall population growth, according to estimates released by the U.S. Census Bureau. The U.S. added 1.6 million people, more than two-thirds of which came from international migration, bringing the nation's population total to 334.9 million people. This would mark the second year in a row that immigration powered population gains. A decline in the number of deaths since the depths of the COVID-19 pandemic also contributed to the U.S. growth rate. The vast majority of growth, 87%, came from the South, a region the Census Bureau defines as stretching from Texas to Maryland and Delaware. But the concentration of growth seen during the height of the pandemic in Texas, Florida, North Carolina, and Georgia diminished a bit in 2023 despite their gains. Meanwhile, Minnesota 
one of 11 states that lost population in 2022 but gained population in 2023. The state was down 4,400 people in 2022. Minnesota gained 23,615 people in 2023. The U.S. Census, sorry, Kenny, the U.S. Census net domestic migration by state from April 1st, 2020 to July 1st, 2023. Minnesota is at negative 45,976 in 43rd place, California is last with almost 1.2 million people leaving the state of California. So Wait a two, the first two that's years not, of that, they lo- we lost 41,000, right? Yeah. I'm going to tell you that. According to what I'm seeing, Reavers, it says here, California was still the nation's most populous state with 38.9 million residents, though it lost more than 75,000 residents this year. Yeah, because this is from April 1st of 2020 to July 1st of 2023. And and John, this is all legal immigration, correct? Um, The Census Bureau, I actually looked this up this morning. Uh, The Census Bureau will count legal or illegal depending on if they actually contact those people. Yeah, they have to come in contact with Correct. Them. Yes. Gotcha. Exactly. All right. Exactly. All right. Thank you, John. Yes, sir. We'll uh, we'll return shortly. Thank you, Suchi boy. Welter <laughs> heating. Yes, it's beautiful weather we're having right now for the middle of December. However, just around the corner, you know what's waiting for you there? The Grinch, the weather Grinch that's going to get cold and you're going to really, truly rely on your heat. I know your heater's probably on already. The furnace is running. But if there is any problem, I want this to be in the back of your head. Ray and Welter Heating, online at welterheating.com. Four generations, 100 years of history, of know-how. Their techs are are certified and will know exactly what you're working on there. With the heating, with the cooling unit, that's got to get put away with the air purification system. Don't mess around with that. Don't tinker. Don't DIY. If you think you can DIY, go to welterheating.com, click on the blog, and you may find the answer that you need to a problem that might not be that large. So go to welterheating.com. You want to call someone, 612-825-6867, 612-825-6867. They're online at welterheating.com. And, of course, it's the end of the year now when Christmas is done, that one week where you're like, Ooh, I really want to donate to a charity. Why don't you check out secondstork.org? Courtesy of the Welter family, you can drop your donations at secondstork.org. Find out how to donate. The Welter family supports Second Stork, and we appreciate that. Welterheating.com, 612-825-6867. Let them know you heard it on Garage Logic. That was a very loud stinger. I apologize. Because I had her cranked for the double flange joist oh, rotation. Got it. Um. Okay. Yes. We ready? Holy buckets. It's late. Yeah. It's well, if you didn't screw around so much. I know. You ready, Suchi boy? Yeah. Cape? No ad. Are we done? Yes, sir. Rolling. Dang it, come up here. Well, we're waiting. (laughs) This guy wears many hats, just not indoors. Joe Suchere. 
only because they come to us all the way on this day from Lake Las Vegas, Nevada. Lake Las Vegas. So Tom Alignman was in town for, to go to a Christmas party. Now he's back in Vegas. That's where Mrs. Lyman is, Jessica. And then uh, they'll get all straightened out and resume their world travels. But it's only because they come to us all this way that it's this day in Minnesota history. Is Lake Las Vegas different than what's the other one? Lake Mead? Uh, I, I don't know my Nevada lakes except for Tahoe. Okay. Uh, um, December 20th. On this day. 12 2 in 1847, St. Croix County, Wisconsin Territory was given a parcel of land in Stillwater for a county courthouse. Finished in 1849, the building was the first courthouse in what is now Minnesota. Hmm. On this day, December 20th, in 1850, Eli Pettijohn, Pettijohn purchased the land-grant patent for a portion of the area that is now St. Paul's Hamlin Midway neighborhood. Petty John farmed near Fort Snelling and later settled in Minneapolis. This plat of land was sold over time to other speculators and developers, including Horace S. Thompson, Amherst Wilder, and Henry H. Sibley. Part of it became Hamlin University in 1874 and Newell Park in 1908, and then was subdivided for private homes. <laughs> On this day, December 20th, in 1863, the American House burned in St. Paul, a landmark in early photographs and paintings of the area. The hotel stood at 3rd and Exchange Streets. And on this day in 1902, December 20th, Clearwater County was established, named for Clearwater Lake and River. Hmm. Carlton Carver Cast, Chippewa, Chisago Clay, Clearwater Cook. Cottonwood and Crow Wing are your are your sea counties. Mm -hmm. Two quick things: yeah. Lake Mead and Lake Las Vegas are two completely separate bodies of water. And also on this day, courtesy of Dan Minnesota in Minnesota sports history, 1981, the Vikings lost to Kansas City 10 to six in the final game ever played at Metropolitan Stadium. He included your column on the well. Game. It sounded like a, a battle in World War One. People had sledgehammers and sawzalls. And <laughs> on this day oh, in 1902, a fierce fire discovered shortly after 2 a.m. at the school for the feeble-minded. In Faribault, badly uh. damaged the main building and caused the safe evacuation of more than 300 people who had been sleeping in the structure. Unable to get their ladder wagon to the school, local firemen dragged a hose through the building and up four flights of stairs to the attic and brought the flames under control. I wow. know a group of young men that had a shirt with that school on it, and it was given to the Slowest runner in practice. Ooh. School for the feeble-minded. I would have been an A student at that school. <laughs> <laughs> and finally, on this day, December 20th, in 2017, the last Boeing 747 jumbo jet in the Delta Airlines fleet made its final landing at Minneapolis-St. Paul International Airport. The long-distance luxury jet introduced in 1968 put Minnesota-based Northwest Airlines, which merged with Delta in 2008, on the international flight map. That that plane, nice. you could used to used to see it flying to Tokyo 
every weekend. Yeah, yeah. And you could just stick a nine iron up and it looked like you could touch the bottom of that plane. North Central Airlines, Republic Airlines, Northwest Airlines, and then Delta. North Central. Did you get that's them? The, yeah, that's what it started with. With the uh, what was, was it? Herman the Goose? Remember the goose on the side of the uh, plane? But that wasn't. I remember the goose, but I remember the Northwest was different than the ones you mentioned. But it they were bought out. It started as North Central, turned into Republic, turn, and then Northwest Airlines bought that. Oh. And then Delta came along and bought Northwest. Remember the name of the guy who came in here, got himself rich, and screwed it all up? Al Checky. Al Checky. Yep. Wonder where he is now. Look it up, Rook. I'm curious. Bora Bora. He's Not probably a billionaire Lauren somewhere. Lauren Conan still is doing mighty fine, living in Hamill at 82. Good, Lauren. Good. Good. Was uh, Al Checky hated more or less than Norm Green? I would ooh, say less. Boy, probably less than Norm. But Al Checky. Al uh, Checky, he comes up here. Uh, yeah. He is a businessman, business career. Let's see. Uh, Checky counters that he protected the company from asset strippers, and he helped triple the value of North Air, Northwest Airlines stock. He amassed a net worth of about $700 million. That's not bad. Does not say what he's doing today. Does say how old he is? Uh, Checky is 75. Was oh, that all? He's a young man. Alfred oh. Atalito Checky. Mm-hmm. He and ran for the governorship car. of California. He, he did run? Yeah. Huh. Ran against Lieutenant Governor Gray Davis and U.S. Congressman Jane Harmon. And lost well, to Gray Davis. Yeah, he led in the early polls but fell quickly. It yeah. was time to throw in the Davis there. Yes, it was. Thank you, GLers. Thank you, GLers. Did you have mutton last night? Nope. Okay. Uh, subscribe to YouTube. <laughs> subscribe. What the hell was that? Subscribe. To your You're going to answer the bleeping question. Oh, did he got me again? Yes. Did you have mutton last night? No. <laughs> and then he looks like there's more. Is that it? Oh, okay. Uh, that's YouTube. <laughs> Subscribe. Uh, town Council. Go to CrossLogic.com. It's a great Christmas. No more Hanukkah gifts. The oil lasted eight days for the Festival of Lights. Uh, you can become a council member. $10 a month, $100 for the year. Ouch. And be entertained like no other. We're going to find out what happened to Joe's hand. Paper cut. Right after this. Joe, you want to come over and see the village and eat some sandwiches? Don't bleep yourself. <laughs> no beer. Well, he'd have one, but it'd be a, a Coors Light for about 1983. <laughs> God. Uh, Do you have mutton lesson? No. <laughs> what am I supposed to do? <laughs> Look at him. Answering him. Look at him and not say anything is what you're supposed what? to do. I bought what? last night. My initial reaction was to say, no. No, why? <laughs> we had noodles or something like that. Because I didn't have mutton. I had something else. I can tell you what. Oh. What did you have, Joe? BLT. Oh. Thick bacon? Yep. That's what I had for lunch today without the bread, the mayonnaise, the lettuce, or the tomatoes. You had some bacon. You had some bacon, yeah. I sure did. Yep. That's real good. <laughs> Well, it's too late to change. Well, maybe not. It's going out in a blaze of glory. What is today? Wednesday. Yes, it is. Matcha Lada. What are you doing? I'm looking at the schedule. 
and airport schedule. Joe. What? I am ready. Wait, what? wait, wait. No. God damn it. I sent you my timesheet, Chris. You sure did. I'm not sure I've ever had mutton. Probably not. So it's you cheap, did, isn't it? Well, that means you didn't have it last night, then. I didn't have it last night. Yeah. See? You were truthful. I was. Yeah. Did you have mutton last night? No. He'll answer any question you put on yeah, that teleprompter. That month you Joe, I'm ready for you. Uh, new study and put quote marks around study. Okay. Yep. Claims. Yep. That people move out of cities due to climate change. Period. Period. Yep. B as in B, S as in S. Okay. A new word festival from Kamala Harris. Okay. An email roundup, comma. Yep. Including a note from a Canadian who is thinking about moving to Minnesota. Okay. John Height News. I know him. John, don't forget to send me news stories. John, are you still there? Sorry, I was muted. Doing it right now. He must be silenced. Silenced myself. I will not be silent. We had the uh, sixth grade band concert last night. Yeah. How was that as fun as I remember them? Leland's my so my nine year old, he's he's me, right? So he's sitting between Jess and I. And they start with the, they're going to start with the nutcracker. Okay. The six different stages of the nutcracker. The vanilla nutcracker? What's William? It's a Williamson band. Williams playing the trumpet and band. And okay, we kind of, good. I said, buddy, you know, it's like, so it starts with the, it's just awful. Yeah, of course. Leland does one of these to me. I use Really? <laughs> he gives me the, are we seriously going to sit here and we, listen to this shit for 40 minutes? Can't walk out on your brother. Come on. <laughs> That's okay. That's it, buddy. We're gonna do. We're gonna see which girl William's smooching on. And okay, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So we're just kind of taking the video. And he goes, "Oh, I bet he's smooching that one." I go, "Leland, you gotta keep that down." <laughs> oh, it was great. Oh God, it was so bad. But it was. Does he want out of band yet? He has to. I think they have to do it until they have to do something. Did they Either. do any Christmas songs? Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the Nutcracker is a Christmas song. I think so. And then we did, did uh, Silent Night. We didn't do Silent Night. We did Jingle Bells. We did another another one. Anyway, but they have to be in something through, I think, eighth grade. Wasn't Silent Night written by a German? Mm -hmm. yeah. My nephews um, joined band at an early age, and uh, my sister would not let them quit. And um, they're now seniors. And I asked them yesterday, I said, are you ever going to play that instrument again? Are you going to keep playing it your whole life? Never. They're never going to touch the trumpet and the trombone again. We had band at any school. They hate band. You know the one thing that is yeah, cool, had, though? Well, we had Cretan and Deer. He is playing my trumpet. 
from junior yeah. high school. Yeah. That's how old that I got, thing is. I got kicked out of uh, football, band, and choir for, for being drunk in school <laughs> when I was a junior. That drunk and stupid is no way to go right. through life. <laughs> the football coach protested, so I was reinstated to football, and the band teacher protested, so I was reinstated to band. But I didn't have to go back to choir. No, the, Matthew, the, the school was so uh, small, they couldn't afford to oh, lose anybody. Oh, like nine man. Yeah, 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 it did was nine man. Did you graduate from high school? <laughs> yes, Joe, I did. <laughs> yeah, it was C honors. <laughs> Jacob, the neighbor kid, he's he's a hoot. He had the, what's the thing that clasps together the wood? What's that instrument? The mouth thing? I don't know. No, no, no. It's just, it's two pieces of wood where it goes. Yeah, it's called a clapper. Is that what it is? Never took a lesson. Matthew, that's what that's it was. called. A, he that, snapped it like once a song. That was his job. That's a Jews harp, Matthew. Those things are cool. And went, except if you're Benny Hill, he tried it and he knocked all his teeth out. Spitting chiclets. Is it Jews harp as in J E W? Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. What? What? You choose. You choose the harp. Not really the cool sound. I love the sound of those things. <clears throat> okay. Um, we got to record a quick video here. Mark is becoming a town council member. Okay. And I ain't doing a video for every member of the council. No, you're, you're not. But Mandy from Twin Cities Live, her husband Rob, is a huge listener, as is Mark. So he's doing that as a Christmas present. We're doing a 10-second so video. If I hear this correctly. <clears throat> every new member going forward get the first <laughs> message from joe if you are from twin cities live and you work here in the build got it and is I've he known gonna for 30 years is he gonna be able to see john and i yeah because i'm gonna i'm gonna put it gonna what's put his it up name like this. mark all right here we go are you rolling i'm rolling in three two one well i want to welcome mark to the town council and mark is part of your um wait wait he can't hear you though I'm just doing it on the just phone. asked you that. Oh, no, and I'm just doing it on the hear, phone. You can hear on the phone. Yeah, but not, it's not. I think this should be the video. <laughs> I'll give you the joke. I'll, I'll give one of you guys the joke. All right. What's the uh, joke? No, no, stop rolling. Stop rolling. The joke I was going to give him is uh, one of the new membership deals is he gets to run his fingers through my beard. So one of you can have that joke. Okay. Here we go. And I'll just sit here. <laughs> I, I take Hi, Mark. Out. How are you? Rob gave you a great present. He said gave people you couldn't hear. A present of the town council. So here we are in the studio. Here's Suchi Boy. Say hi to Mark. How you doing? Here's Reavers. Say hi to Reavers. Give it back hi. to me. Give it back to me. Give it back to you. Okay. He can't you, hear you. How you doing? That's all you're giving him? How you doing? All right. I guess that's all you're going to get. Uh, here's the boys. Here's Kenny. Here's Johnny Height. Now, um, we do want to welcome you and let you know that this is not the only Christmas present you're going to get. Do you see the gentleman above me on the TV screen? A bonus present to your town council membership is running your cute little fingers through Kenny's thick white Santa Claus beard. Congratulations, Mark. And uh, Rob, that was the perfect gift. All right, 5,000. Good luck. Wait, who's Rob? Rob is uh, his son who's married to Mandy. It's all very confusing. It really is. Rob we and Andy. We don't need to know the details. Dad's Mark. Okay. 
you still fill in on that show when they need me yeah so you, get, you get a little taste for that i comp them it's i don't mind doing it it's very good advertising for the show you've never mentioned gl i do every time oh <laughs> it's, uh but that's the only time we get to cross promote because we don't do anything for my talk ks95 i don't think we have a lot of listeners that probably listen to my talk. Uh, no i'm just saying though or maybe I mean, i'm wrong maybe I'm wrong. i don't think we have a lot of uh, to my talk but, yeah. but my talk oh yeah has, my we talk do. has oh, yeah, ksdp absolutely you know reporters in there all the time and so they're kind of cross-promoting i think joe should fill in on Lori and julia you should fill in on twin cities live oh god yeah it'd be great that would be cooking segment watchable what's that this shit when is this i ain't making brownies how do you make pepper steak yeah Mutton. Yeah, mutton. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna make mutton. What if Joe had to do this segment? How to keep your dog safe during the holidays? Okay. Doesn't it sound like mutton sounds like something the Russians eat out out in the? Yeah, you know, I'm seeing like stew gruel. Where it's like 90 below and windy. <laughs> no civilization. Yeah, Whales. Yeah. I was monitoring too. There apparently was some pretty big situation in Golden Valley with a shooting at an apartment building. But today, I, yeah, during the show, that's why I was a little I think, bit. I think it was after. All right, I gotta go. <laughs> See you, Rook. Yes, you will. Are you gonna get a machulata? I'm gonna get a machulata. Are you in the main building today or the not main building? I am in the main. I was in the main this morning. My assistant was in the uh, T2. And tonight I'm going to MK Viet. The kids in town. You've got to go there. What is it called? MK Viet. It's a Vietnamese restaurant. Where? Grand. Uh, right where. So what is there? Um, the, uh, what's the green mill? Hamlin. Yeah, granted Hamlin. You will not be disappointed. It is what are you gonna have? Gate works there. They have pork egg rolls that are to die for. They have pork fried rice, chicken fried rice, and really good Asian dishes that are full of I have never used that frame phrase to die for. (laughs) Yeah. Plug them back in in three, two, one. What? Males, guys with guy parts, do not use the phrase to die for. Um, well, let me just tell you um, what I would die for. <laughs> would you die? Vietnamese die for me? Food. Would you die for me? Yeah, it's I was just saying, food. Prince used it. Yeah, I, I would die for you. A, um, a line that Demi Moore in the seventh sign said to uh one of the main characters how about bruce willis right now not doing so great no i know two people who got in a hot tub in hawaii with bruce willis and demi moore and didn't know who they were wow how'd that turn on jennifer no i'm friend of somebody did somebody end up pregnant not much of a story is it kind of like the stuff i say not much of a story all right goodbye did you have mutton last night? Yes. <laughs> you pull that one. Ask Paul. Just when you talk to him, just say, did you have mutton last night? When you go over to look at the village tonight. <laughs>
Yeah. I ain't looking at no villages. <laughs> we used to have all those villages. I don't know what happened to them. Hmm. Well, you family want to go. Does your family come into town? Those who aren't in town, like your son, is he coming no, in? No, they're going to Florida. Okay. Is that community luncheon today? Yes. What do they have downstairs? Well, Reavers had it. It stunk up this room. Philly cheesesteak. With au jus. Why do you have a shirt on with a map of the world? Point to where you want to go, but it has to be above the belly button. Suits. The roommate, uh, Deborah, thinks I should give this to you. I said you wouldn't wear it. Gasoline forever. <laughs> new? Brand new. Yeah, I don't want to wear it if you've got it on your head. I have not. I've not put it on my head. I'd wear that. I'd wear that. All right, I'll bring it down next time. See you, Rook. See you, Rook. Uh, Dave, who we were talking about earlier, passed away unexpectedly, it says, on his oh, obit. So Dave, who? Heart attack. Klein. Oh. Right? Klein? Yeah. Yeah. 72. Well, that's a shame, John. Retired two years ago. I did not know that, but then again, I haven't been in the building in three years. So was he here? Yeah, he was. He came yeah. up and helped me with my computer on occasion when Worked I was sitting right there. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I taught you rich today. You did. My computer went crazy at home, but then it it righted itself. I didn't need to bring it in. Well, that's that's fascinating. Well, I got him on the <laughs> I gotta go write a bunch of stuff for Ross. Oh yeah. I would do that today. Today's Wednesday. Yeah, but you're gonna write tomorrow. Yep. And you don't want to wait till Friday. I don't think he's gonna be around on Friday. That's why I'm saying I think you should probably do it today. I uh have to go buy a bunch of stuff for Christmas, my wife said. So that's why I'm about a hippopotamus. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. 